Hi, I'm Josh. And I'm Gabriel. And today on Reading the Gospel, we are studying the event Jesus, the Good Shepherd, and the Door. This is found in John chapter 10, and we'll be reading from verse 1 to verse 21. Follow along with us as we read. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I come that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay down my life, for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it up again. No one takes from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This change I have received from my father. There was again a division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said, He has a demon and is insane. Why listen to him? Others said, These are not the words of one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? So, in this event that we're covering. Jesus here is liking himself to the shepherd, to the door. Um, we are the sheep, and, and um, our goal is to enter through the gate. But there are others who enter through over the wall and come into the wall. Who are these others that Jesus is talking about? I think that he is referring to the Jewish leaders uh, of the time, primarily to the Pharisees, because the Pharisees consider themselves as being the shepherds of the people, mm -hmm. but they were either like the hired shepherds when 
the hired shepherds see the wolf, they run away. Uh, they do not give their life uh, for the sheep. Mm -hmm. Or they are like thieves and robbers jumping over the uh, the fence um, of the sheephold with a purpose to uh, destroy, to devour, to take advantage, and so on. This is what has scared me about being a pastor, uh, being someone called to to share the good news of God. Um, what if I get it wrong? And that that's why, for me, I, I try not to be that shepherd at the gate. I try to point people to the good shepherd, mm -hmm. um, to Jesus. And this is why we tell uh, our listeners to test what we say and to study for themselves and to, to read and to follow along that, that they're learning themselves, because it is scary. As the Apostle Peter says, Jesus Christ is the shepherd. Mm -hmm. We, as pastors, we are under shepherds. Yeah, and so Jesus then, you know, he, he likens himself to the door. Uh, I love this statement where he says, other sheep have I that are not of this fold. They also must I bring. And then so, you know, so often we think we have it right. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're the righteous people, we're the saved people, because we're living up to our understanding. If you want to have Jesus, you have to join us. Yeah, yeah. My church is the way to salvation. Mm -hmm. um, but in, even in Revelation at the end, Babylon, which is the apostate, the angel comes and says, come out of her, my people. Um, and so God has his people everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's, that's beautiful. I like to connect this story with chapter nine from the book of Amos. We studied it last year in Bible prophecy. In Amos chapter nine, we don't have just one exodus right like the book mm -hmm. of exodus we have three exoduses all of them orchestrated by god we don't have just one remnant there is a remnant in any nation called after god's name yeah and uh, the purpose of the work of the holy spirit today is to grow those people to maturity in one day right before the second coming of jesus christ to gather together all these remnants mm -hmm. and to um, have that people of God waiting for the second coming of the Lord. Verse 17, the Bible says, For this reason the Father loved me, because I laid down my life, that I may take it up again. The Father not loved Jesus before he laid down his life? I think that uh, God speaks in human terms to mm -hmm. help us understand. And uh, I'd like to connect this verse to... That beautiful statement in John chapter 3, verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but uh, have everlasting life. In a, in a specific way, God loves us so much that he would love Jesus even more um, if he died for our sins. So... When we talk about the agape love, the perfect love, um, does that mean before Jesus died on the cross, God only loved, the Father only loved Jesus, maybe 80% agape love? That agape love is always 100%. God loves us um, to the fullest. Uh, 
-hmm. Luke chapter 6 verse 35 the most high is kind remember that loving kindness of mm -hmm. God to the ungrateful and even to the evil one the love of God in principle that agape love is flowing from heaven towards yeah. us uh, full speed and you know full bandwidth yeah it's always hundred percent yeah but there is another dimension of love that we experience in our relationship with God when we learn to trust him and that experiential love might have different levels yeah. not that much from God's perspective as much as from our part that experiential love comes through relationships and experiences you mm -hmm. know um when you and i went and hiked long's peak we went from friends you know people who shared stories together shared uh, our past together to more bonded relationship mm -hmm. where we're closer we trust each other more because we went through this experience together and, and i think this is true you know as a father uh, I love my kids 100%. I've always loved my kids 100%. But as I go through life and experience life with them, as I experience their kindness and their acts and and their humanity, those experiences increase that love. So 100% becomes more, uh, even though it's 100%. Um, and I think this is what this is talking about, that Jesus going through this this act of sacrifice God already loved Jesus fully. Mm -hmm. The Father loved Jesus fully, but it just increases the experience. Mm -hmm. I would uh, like to apply uh, this gospel principle to, to, to a family, the way you mm -hmm. expressed, uh, you, you talked about your own family. Um, let's talk about a mom who's ready to, not only to stay up uh, night after night and take the kids to the doctor and to the best stores and the best playgrounds and uh, after school activities, but she's ready to really die for her kids. Mm -hmm. And we can say that God loves those moms even more as they are ready to uh, sacrifice themselves for their kids. Yeah. And this is not a um, a difference in the agape universal love of God because that was valid in previous generation when these moms were kids and God loved those kids so much that loved their moms even more when they're ready to sacrifice and this is a perpetual story in every generation and before we move into our questions I, I, I think we need to talk about the flip side does God love us less when we do bad and I would liken that again to me as a father and my kids. When my kids do bad, bad things, it's not that I love them less. Um, I might be disappointed, but the love does not decrease. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true with God that in our lives, it's not like we have to get to a place before God loves us. He loves us now. Mm -hmm. So what is this passage telling us about God? I was listening to you reading and even listening to myself and I realized for the first time that a key word, maybe the key word of this chapter is no, is being repeated. The shepherd knows his sheep and primarily the sheep knows the shepherd. There is a close relationship, there is a bonding. The sheep will never follow a stranger. 
mm-hmm. they will follow only the shepherd they know so this knowledge of god is the essence of the uh, of salvation of the christian faith in fact in john chapter 17 jesus says and this is the everlasting life the essence of the everlasting life is to know you as a true god and jesus christ this uh, the same idea of knowledge goes back in matthew chapter 7 in the day of judgment when some people will, uh, will, will, will go to Jesus, to, who executes the judgment that day, and say, Lord, Lord, uh, it seems that you made a mistake. You put us on the left side. Then do you remember that uh, we preach the gospel in your name? We perform miracles in your name. And Jesus would tell them, I never knew you. Mm-hmm. Knowing God and being known by God is essential it is the core the essence of our salvation and this takes us back to that experiential knowledge as we experience god in our lives our love for him grows as well we know him more Mm -hmm. And, and so we can experience god through reading the scriptures we can experience god by being in community with other people by even being in nature and all these increase our love for god how is this passage speaking us today and what are we going to do about it to me as i look at this um it it ties into what we've just been talking about that there's a part for me to play as a sheep Mm -hmm. to know the shepherd you know not to be running away from the flock not to be wanting to Mm -hmm. go off on my own but to to wanting to be around the shepherd Mm -hmm. um and I think it calls me back to spending that that time. Uh, it's so easy to even even as a pastor to fill my life with busyness of the job of being a pastor and not to have those experiences with God. But to to make that time that I need to make that time to have that time with God. I remember I was driving by a florist, and it was a sign on top of the shop saying life is the best teacher providing you are the best student so i like to apply this to our reading today the lord is the best shepherd provided that we are the best sheep yeah let's pray father god i thank you that jesus is the good shepherd that he is the door the way to eternal life and that that gift of eternal life has been given freely Father, I pray that we as the sheep will experience you, that we will experience Jesus in our life, that we will make time daily, and that we will draw closer to you. We ask these things in his name. Amen. Amen.